sorry, I'm with the filmmaking team of uh, Sonder and Tim. They have two films, uh, The Dark Side of Bright Nights, which is a feature film, and What is Nature, which is a short film played at the Science and Nature Film Festival. Two really interesting, brilliant films. I want to guys talk to you first about What is Nature, because it's a question mark. What is nature? So you're kind of like have this, uh, this, this basically this kind of thesis statement in a sense where it's, it depends on the, on the, on, on the perspective of who is telling you what nature is, I guess. That's sort of what you guys are trying to get at, I guess, with a, a film, right? Yeah, that's absolutely true. Um, you know, uh, normally as filmmakers, you want to take direction. You have like this direction director's view and you want to, propose a thesis and say like, look, this is what I want to say, what I want to show. But the problem with what, with that question, what is nature is, is that it's very personal, or at least everyone that you talk to, it's, it's very different. So then you only get one extra perspective, which is one of ours or uh, our perspective. But then if you open up that question and you really start to dig in, then you start to notice like, oh, we are talking about different things here. We are we are not on the same page of what nature is, but still we are making a lot of big decisions about it. And that's what we uh, wanted to do, yeah. Yeah. So, I was just curious because the, in terms of the, the script, in terms of like what you guys are tr telling, there the, was the three of you, uh, you, you two, and then Robin, I guess the Robin kind yeah. of uh, helped out, uh, Robin Birken, Berkelmans, I should credit her name right. So when did you like when did this idea prosper for you guys to do like a kind of a quick short film about kind of this subject? Well, uh, the thing is, well, we we, we got an actually page blank from from a, a good client, but we also had this idea quite a bit longer. Uh, we were walking in uh, in the forest uh, to brainstorm like what we really want to do, and uh, basically uh, in the Netherlands, but everywhere in the world, but uh, over here there's like a lot of uh, nature crisis. It's it's being said that here eighty percent of uh, all the insects uh, are declined. There we are the, uh, after the U.S. the biggest um, are you called agricultural uh, export country in the world, uh, which uh, caused a lot of problems and there's a lot of discussion politically uh, in it in this country, and it's very polarized. Uh, because uh, we all think that we're talking about the same thing, but we're actually not. So we were like, okay, we can make another film like, okay, this is what biodiversity is. This is what uh, we, we should uh, treat uh, the, the area like. But we were also like, okay, let's get back to that first step. Like, what, what are we actually, indeed, what Sander said, talking about? And we actually want to challenge the viewers to look on their perspective on what nature is for them and what it is, because the way we look at nature is reflected in our landscape, the way we treat nature. Uh, are we part of nature? Is nature outside it? Are we, um, are we controlling nature? Do we have to let it go a little bit? The way yeah. we think about it's really, uh, it, it's actually a mirror of how we treat our environment with the way we think about it. So there's uh this is I'm very simple, very general, but there's like three schools of thought. There's the ones, the people who want to take from nature from a for capitalistic or selfish reasons. People mm -hmm. people want to give to nature to help out, and then the people who want to just like kind of leave it alone and kind of let it be and and let it kind of evolve as it as it is. Is that is that that's my perspective of your film? Is that would that be a proper pers uh, perspective? 
I think it, it becomes a little bit more complicated, actually. Sure, of, cor of course it does. That's so, why I started yeah, with right? the general assessment. Yeah, yeah. But there is always more nuance to add. Yeah. Um, I think we kind of start off that way, or at least we, we try to propose those different perspectives as just a few. And then uh, later on, you can also see it in the titles, in the title cards. Like there are many more aspects to nature that we aren't even discussing. Yeah. You can't put it all in like nine minutes. But then in the end, um, we try to put everything together or at least try to find some patterns of what are we talking about here? And then uh, the experts, the scientists actually say like, well, maybe we can look at it as a continuum. We can not make it so black and white, not put hard borders in our definitions, but try to find a space where there is a common space where we can actually talk and start to change things. Because if you if you keep um, keep just keep talking about your own perspective and you don't budge, or you're not curious about how you can intermingle it with other perspectives, yeah, you don't get anywhere, and nothing changes. Gotcha. And but it, the one common thread in this film is that there's lots of humans and we're mm. we're basically we're we're affecting nature. Right. Like we're the the, the jig is up. We've we've basically are, we're at top of the pyramid. We've kind of destroyed the planet a little bit. And <laughs> uh, it, it is what it is now. Right. But basically, but you're what you're showing in the film is what how humans are reacting to nature. Yeah, I think like like uh, uh, we both grew up as wildlife filmmakers. I was a wildlife cameraman for a long time and we're making films here in the Netherlands and abroad. Uh, and basically we always excluded nature. We just wanted to tell the pretty stories. Uh, but I grew up uh, close to uh, to Eindhoven, which is uh, a city in the Netherlands with a lot of light pollution, a lot of industry, but also close to nature. Like... Uh, there are beautiful streams and everything, uh, a lot of wildlife. Uh, so I was, uh, we, uh, we were always like kind of um, intrigued by the fact that we do share the same space and do live together. And but the thing is like the nature is so declining and uh, you can say, okay, there are all these big, uh, big areas uh, with wildlife in it, with uh some place with wolves, somewhere else with elephants, but um, we also have to look like at our shared space. How do we uh, uh, live together and are we part of nature or are we excluded from nature? So that was basically the the inspiration because we we grown up in this extremely uh, populated, uh, I, I think it's the most po uh, densely populated country in, the, in Europe. So that's actually a fun thing as well is that we, we kind of start off uh, this film uh, with that perspective in mind, right? So if you think about, or at least we, t we try to make a guess here, is that when you talk to a lot of different people who are not experts in the field or are not ecologists or wildlife-minded or whatever, if you think about nature, what instantly comes to mind? Well, it's those beautiful nature documentaries from the BBC with a high British voice. Uh, the David Attenborough-esque uh, films. Yeah. So it, 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 we thought it would be fun to start off that way, to start in that perspective yeah. and just rip it to pieces and go like, well, actually what, what you are proposing here, this, this uh, fairy tale you're trying to spin, that's, that's not real. It's not the real thing. And then yeah. it becomes complicated and then you have to think about it. 
and you mean how the do ones you where they fall balance? like the bears and and like there's like John C. Riley talks about like the bears and like how nat- how natural like nature is, even though there's camera crews following the bears, which makes it unnatural. <laughs> so it's the is the thing. Natural history still has a place. There is a lot of educational sure. value there. Of course, yeah. um, there's a lot of. Uh, a wonder to be had seeing those films. I mean, we both grew up with them. For me, it was the reason to become a biologist. So that, you know, I'm not disregarding that. Yeah. Uh, what, what I am saying is that we do as filmmakers have this responsibility to show things as they are. And nature is declining. Like Tim said, there are a lot of things happening. So you can't just angle the camera just to see the pretty picture you also have to include what is going around it or at least try to put that story in and you can still see that now nowadays with like the new uh, david Attenborough and and other films coming out that they are starting to include those stories as well like listen things are happening yeah and yeah. then the, i guess the one of the themes of your film is contrast meaning that you got yeah. this, the shots of the birds over the factory, right? And then you got the shot of the isolated bird and kind of the urban setting, kind of like picking up garbage. Like the 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 animals are part of what human created now, right? That's what we, I guess what you're talking about. It's like this is the world that we live in now. With the, you have all these these nice kind of like uh, the these nice plants plants and these this nice gardeners, but it's all around kind of like man made landscapes, I guess, right? Yeah. The, the thing is, like, I think we, we try to set hard barriers, like here's the road, here is the farm area, here's the city, and here's where nature starts, here's where the forest starts. But uh, that borders actually only exist in our minds. For the wildlife around us, their border doesn't exist, like they come into, uh, into the city, they try to... Uh, actually uh, profit from that like uh, pigeons profit from the city like we don't have any mountains here but they live here because we made rocky like areas uh, what are uh, the buildings so you create new kind of environments yeah. uh, so it isn't all bad like it, it, it's just there's a uh, new balance and I think we have to be aware that there is a, a, a new balance and there are no hard borders so how can you how can you work with that and play with that and actually uh, include nature more and biodiversity more so that it becomes one entwined kind of world? Well, you still need the big, the big wildlife areas, protected areas. Um, but how do you find the ballots in an urban area, for example, densely populated areas? All right, let's let's go to your next film, which I found totally fascinating because it's something that obviously i see a lot of environmental films a lot of nature films this has got a very unique uh take on it i was very engaged in uh very much into this film it's a german co-production correct uh the dark side of the bright nights yeah it's made with uh marco polo films uh and the german abbreviation of a limited company so okay so let's talk about this film okay so it's about light pollution it's basically about artificial lights throwing kind of the earth uh out of balance and especially animals and plants because as we were talking about in your first film we've created this world like humans have evolved and created this world and there's something that we don't talk about though it hasn't been like i said i've seen a lot of these films but i i was fascinated by yeah it's like everything is phony right and it's basically what you guys kind of have another thesis like 
what do these artificial lights do to uh, to plants and animals? That's sort of your question, I guess, right? So to continue basically what Tim said before, that uh, there are no hard borders. So whatever we do goes into nature, influences it there, and then nature also kind of comes to the spaces that we feel nature doesn't have a, a place. Now with this film, we didn't look at the spatial arrangement of that, but we kind of did it in a time, uh, in a sense of time. So you have day and then you have night, right? And then you have sunset and it's, it's neatly divided. But the problem is, is that obviously we are very active during the day, but we also want to be active during the night. So what did we do? even from the middle ages or earlier on or from the, the time that we were in caves we created light we bring it with us and when we do that we kind of bring a miniature day into the night we start changing our environments and when we do that that obviously has effects on everything on us but especially also on uh, on nature on the animals that kind of call that night their home and you're you kind of not diminishing their space, well, you you are in a certain sense, but you're also limiting the the time window which they call home. Gotcha. Yeah, it's fascinating. So this one, I'm assuming this film was a uh, was tough to tackle. Like it was a very much and it was a very ambitious project because you you got to kind of figure out where where are we starting here? Who are we going to interview? What's how are we going to kind of tell this story? Can you guys take us back to like? You want to make this film, but where did you guys, what was the starting point for you guys to like, kind of like jump ahead with it? Well, it's actually a threefold story. The first of it is that the time that Sandra and I met and we started dating in a way, uh, because we met at a wildlife film festival in, in, uh, in the Netherlands and uh, where everybody from the scene is. Uh, and Sandra and I started talking and we, we, we started to see that we have a similar vision on film and the type of films that we want to make about that uh, human, uh, wildlife, nature stories. Uh, and Sander had the topic about uh, light pollution and we were really, I was really interested in that as well because yeah, I, I see the orange clouds uh, above my town every uh, day uh, instead of uh, Milky Way. Um, but then when we started talking with our producer, um, eventually a broadcaster came along uh, Dreisatz in Germany who said okay we want to we wanna do this film but you have to finish it in August and it was uh, February at that time uh, and we were already uh, pretty scheduled pretty booked so we were looking at each other and okay okay this is going to be we're, we're not going to sleep anymore for like half a year but are we going to do this yeah, hell yeah we want to do this like make our first feature film and we made it work and uh, we basically knew already all the stories because uh, we had it all in our minds but then went straight into research mode uh calling everybody production um and i think that that went actually quite smoothly it was a lot of work but we had a story in our minds we knew what we wanted to tell uh tell and the scientists were amazing like and there are such a variety of different locations a study that we were able to film with uh, a variety of stories so yeah, yeah you have to imagine yeah you have to imagine that we 
we already had like our uh, agendas, our calendars completely booked with all yeah. these different projects. And then we made our first feature film in less than half of a year, uh, which is crazy. And then obviously, because we're filming in the night, that means that our production schedule is also flipped upside down. We are filming in the night, trying to sleep uh, in the blistering hot summer during the day. Yeah. <laughs> and so in, that, in summer there's just four real good hours of darkness yeah yeah, yeah so we have to make that work uh, but the, the cool thing is is that when you know that you're fully committed and you can really dive into it then a lot of doors open there's a lot of uh, focus in the project and then you can actually make it happen now your first question was that we how did we get to this story that there was quite a long uh, build up up to the moment where we actually found a commissioning party and we could produce the story. So we were already circling the topic, doing our homework, figuring out who was in the scene, trying to get in contact with scientists, with experts for, I think, two, three years, roughly. Yeah. And then you, you have to wait till the right moment. So this is how we produce a lot of our ideas quite often that we, we have what we call a wine cellar full of exciting ideas, some with experts and contacts attached, some still in a very early stage. And we are kind of watering all those plants, so to say, all those plants. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Nice to play. So I want to ask you guys about the, your interviewing skills, because I didn't talk about the last, last film, the nine-minute film. Uh, what is what is nature? You had three key interviews, and they were all kind of shot from a very interesting perspective. And then you guys had some really interesting interviews here, and you kind of showed, like, it's all about the the what the information they're giving to to you on, from an entertaining basis, but also how you guys are framing it and where you guys are showing the interviews. So you guys not only are getting good interviews, but you're also shooting it from a very like thematic perspective, I should say. Like, it's like there's a reason why you're shooting it from that angle, right? Or that perspective of the the one character on the bridge kind of with all the lights in the background. So I'm curious about like your guy, are you guys, you guys really think of like, I'm sure you guys think really hard about your interviewing skills plus the way you guys frame your interviews. That, that, that's that's nice to hear. Uh, that's really a nice compliment. Uh, first of all, I think uh, uh, for cinematography wise, uh, yeah, we want to have the interviews that, that they are uh, thematic to the story and that you have to be uh, at that place in a way that it, that's, it's just not a, a simple interview setting, but it really adds to the story. It adds to the feeling. We, we think a lot about visual style uh, from the front end. Like um, that is after we, we made a story and a concept, the visual style, uh, we, we really from the, from the beginning start working on that. And when it comes to interview skills, well, Sander does, does the interview, but you know, one of the most important aspects is that we have a very informal style with the people we work with. We uh, make them sure that they are in ease. And, uh, well, Sander can talk more about it, but our interviews are quite long because we want to get them into, into the interview. Not, not they are just need that one quote or something, but we want to see that sparkling in the eyes. We want to see that motivation and that passion. Yeah, Sonda, you can talk more about that. Right? Yeah, so here's the thing, is that with most of our projects, so both with uh, What is Nature and with The Dark Side of Bright Nights, 
we are filming with scientists with world experts yeah now, guess what they are just people they are just human like you and me and they also sometimes they could be dry right like they can be like you're trying to get well, the, the answers of their interview but yeah it is is the thing that is the expectation and they know that expectation so they get nervous about it and what happens when they get nervous they get even drier because they get the feeling that they have to explain everything up to excruciating detail detail and uh completely perfect and that is not what you and i as an audience want to see we want to see excitement we want to see a person and their motivation and why they do the things that they do so we put a lot of effort, even before the cameras uh, turn on, even before we actually meet the person that we've done our homework, we know exactly what the science and what the, what the uh, stuff is about, what the story is about, so that when we are there uh, in the moment with them, we can just be relaxed, we can just be a couple of dudes or a couple of people talking and just being very real. And when you do that and you pair that with the right questions to really tap into their curiosity, into their motivation, then things start flowing. Yeah. So Tim already said our interviews are quite long. The minimum is an hour uh, and maybe sometimes even longer because that gives them the time to kind of ease into it. Mm -hmm. So I already know like the first 20 minutes, I'm just going to fire the, the very basic questions so I have some coverage on the yeah. topic. The real juice for me is in after 45 minutes. Um, and, and something else that we do is that, uh, for instance, with the cinematography and also the, the, the style, how we shoot things is that we always make decisions to become, uh, let things become more real. So there is a tendency also with us, we have to resist the temptation to make things pretty. Uh, and to make things more exciting and with more uh, bells and whistles and yeah. make things more cinematic. But the real cinematic thing is that things be feel real and that you feel like you're there with us. Uh, so that's how we try to uh, film those conversations. Yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. Uh, yeah, I can. Th this is such a really interesting film. I hope it. I hope that uh, that it gets it gets its justice because there's. It's really, it's just so, so nicely put together. And you're asking kind of like a, you're, you're, you're bringing up questions that like people don't really think about. Right. So as you're talking, you, know, you guys alluded to the nature documentaries that people are used to, like on the BBC or North America, those wildlife movies. But this is, this is what you're talking, you're talking about, you're trying to make like things that people don't think about entertaining, if that makes sense. Right. So mm -hmm. So kudos to the production company for giving green lighting the project and giving you guys the, the funds to make it. Yeah, I mean, we're really happy with that chance. Also, one thing that we try to do with our films is uh, for the viewers that you get um, get a, a small, not really want to say action, but in a way that where you're going to think about it, but you that you can also do something about it quite easily. Like yeah. sometimes there are films like, oh, there's huge plastic pollution. There's a climate crisis. Uh, this is the big thing. Deal with it. You know, what are you going to do about it? But with light pollution, uh, we showed it here to the government in Eindhoven. They don't want to change something about it. If people see it, you can really just... Uh, uh, some of the lights are just so... 
um, but you don't really need them like lights in your garden uh, yeah, especially during migrating season or something so that are really really easy steps that you can do and also with the what is nature film uh, to think about what your role is in nature and how you can uh, just in your own environment do small things I think that is also that we need to do with more with films like what are the easy steps that you can take to improve your own environment uh, instead yeah. of just answering the big questions you guys got yeah you guys are onto something I'm I'm assuming you're making another film now like you're doing your make your keeping your your guys are producing something else right now so we we are always producing somewhere uh, something else so uh next to making things for broadcast we are also working with uh science and nature organizations here in the netherlands and europe uh basically for their needs and make films for them and then some of those spin out into bigger broadcast uh productions uh mm -hmm. what's exciting now is that with these films we are doing a little festival season uh and at the same time, we have like a, a, a good uh, a good amount of new, fresh ideas that we are very much looking forward to talking about with the right people to get the next projects uh, spun up. So yeah, no, uh, there's a lot of things going on. Uh, mm -hmm. That's awesome. So why don't I, we need to talk again when you guys make your next film when I get to see it? So because uh, I think that there's okay. more to talk about. Uh, with this, with you guys, because I think you guys are like I just like your films. I love the what is neat, the two films that I don't think about. That's basically what documentaries are for. But then enticing the audience to watch what you guys are are telling us. But you know, making it entertaining <laughs> and cinematic as well. What you guys are accomplishing, and like I said, it's all about your interviews and your films, and you guys are nailing it. So keep keep up the good work. Gosh, thanks. Oh, really, really nice to hear. Yeah. Thanks. Right. Let's talk again when you guys make when you guys your when if if and when you guys submit your next fest film to the festival. Yeah, one thing like also want to say uh, I shared a little bit in personal also before the podcast, but uh, this is a really special festival with with the feedback rounds. It was amazing to see. So thanks to everybody who gave their feedback in the video uh, and also did podcasts. I think this is a quite unique festival that's outside the box as well. So thanks a lot for that and thanks for having us. Yeah, I, I think that. I think a lot of people don't realize. So here's the, here's the thing with uh, film festivals and filmmaking. There are awards, there are nominees, there are festivals where us filmmakers kind of uh, pat each other on the back and, and give ourselves accolades like, hey, we are doing a good job. And that, yeah. that is nice, that recognition from your peers. But the best recognition is to hear your intended audience repeat back to you the exact reason you made the film and we we heard that with this festival and that yeah those are those are the biggest compliments and that that really drives home like oh wow people understood what we were trying to do and it's making a change and people enjoyed it and that is such a big plus to keep that motivation up to to keep making new and new stuff yeah. Well, I appreciate that. So like, I think I really appreciate what you, those kind words. It really means a lot. So again, let's uh, let hopefully we'll collaborate again and uh, guys keep up the great work. I really appreciate your, your, uh, your kindness and also the, the great filmmaking you guys are doing. Thanks a lot, man. Thanks. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, Shlemiel, Shlemazel, Hasenbemp Incorporated.